0: If someone were to take a map of North America and highlight places where large numbers of refugees have settled, it wouldn't be a surprise to see a lot of marks around New York City or Southern California, but it might be a surprise to see Knoxville, Tennessee highlighted on that map. Hi, I'm Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Knoxville is about as all American a city as you can find. And by that, I mean Knoxville is a multicultural, multilingual community that today is welcoming newcomers from all over the world. And yet the kind of welcome immigrants and refugees now receive when they arrive in Knoxville is different than most anywhere else. That's because churches have decided to extend Southern hospitality in biblical proportions. Welcome House Knoxville is a home for families who've come to Tennessee to start their lives over again. At Send Relief, we would call what happens inside that house meeting needs and changing lives. The people at Welcome House would say they're building long-term relationships through short-term housing. And the refugees, they'll just tell you having a safe, comfortable, loving home is a dream come true. Here now is their story of hope.
1: She never saw it coming. It was just a one-time, somebody's got to do it, so it might as well be me, good deed. That's all it was. In 2005, Cindy Hood's Sunday School class decided to adopt a refugee family. And at the time, it seemed like an entirely unremarkable event. But Cindy has since learned there's perhaps no better way to discover the meaning of life than to say yes to a Sunday school missions project.
2: Everyone in the class was kind of interested, but nobody really felt like they could take the lead. And so I I did. So I started working on getting prepared for this family to come. Found an apartment, met him at the airport, and gosh, I don't know how many months I saw them every day. I went to their apartment. I took them to the grocery store. I taught them how to use um, the money. I taught him the language. Um, took their children and registered them in school. Just everything, um, and. I still am in contact with them. That was in the spring of '06, and I tell them, and they can't believe this, that they changed my life.
1: Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, Cindy Hood started with one refugee family, and then she just couldn't stop.
2: I was just gonna help this one family. But it just kept growing, and um, so I got super excited.
1: So she read books, she went to conferences, and then she told her husband they needed to leave their West Knoxville suburb and move to a more diverse in-town neighborhood.
2: I said to my husband, we need to move. And when we buy a house, it needs to have a space in it that someone can live with us.
1: And yet for Cindy, that still was not enough. What happened next, like we said, she never saw coming. And maybe that's a good thing.
2: I did not think in 05 when I was going to be the person to help this one family, that we would get to where we are right now. I mean, I, that was not my goal. But what's the verse about a light into my feet and a lamp into my path, you're not going to see You're going to see the whole future because you can't handle that. You just got to know what the next step is.
1: This is Stories of Hope, episode number 70. Welcome home. If Knoxville, Tennessee was world famous for anything, it would have to be the Great Smoky Mountains or maybe an uncommonly bright shade of University of Tennessee orange. Some people might remember Knoxville as the home of the 1982 World's Fair. And then there's other Chamber of Commerce types who advertise the city as the cradle of country music. But almost no one knows Knoxville as a popular landing spot for newly settled refugees.
2: People have no idea. They have no idea of the diversity, you know. And the interesting thing is, the whole refugee resettlement started in 1982, which was the year of the World's Fair. So we say, we invited the world to come to Knoxville, and now we're surprised they did. (laughs) So yeah, I, I think just the average person, if you just stopped them, you know, at a ball game or something and said, how many languages do you think are spoken in Knox County schools? I think they would just be blown away.
1: Actually, the number is 80. Kids who attend public school in Knoxville speak 80 different languages and come from 92 different countries. Until she got to know that first refugee family, Cindy Hood had no idea that in her hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee, there were so many people from so many places.
2: God's not surprised that they're arriving in Knoxville, but. I didn't know how hard it was to resettle. And so anyway, um, I guess what I learned from that first family is if my family was picked up and dropped into a country and I didn't know where anything was, I would hope that someone would step forward and say, "Let let me help you.
1: That is where it all started for Cindy Hood. She helped resettle one refugee family Then she and her family sold their house in the suburbs and moved to a more diverse in-town neighborhood. Then they began taking internationals into their home, just one or two, a week here, a month there. And then Cindy and her family decided even that was not enough.
2: Internationals, asylum seekers, refugees, they need some people to help them with housing because there's just not a lot of affordable housing anywhere and I thought market rate rent that you can't do it (laughs) so we've got to find a way to um, find affordable housing
1: and so that is why after several years of wishing and studying and googling and praying Cindy went house hunting and discovered an empty home that was owned by Knoxville's Calvary Baptist Church
2: it was used when, you know, Baptist churches always had houses for missionaries who came in on furlough to stay.
1: She formed a nonprofit. She worked out a partnership with Calvary Baptist. And in 2019, they opened Welcome House Knoxville.
2: Welcome House provides temporary housing for internationals coming moving to Knoxville so we are a transition space to exhale because you're holding your breath making all of these changes making this move to a new country can I do this I'm holding my breath so it's a soft landing some place where people are everything's taken care of for you for just that short amount of time and you can just uh, let me figure out what I'm going to do next.
1: Here's how it works. When a refugee family arrives at the Knoxville airport, they're met by someone like Monica DeVore. When I see them at the airport, I, I just, I ha, you know, I put myself in their shoes. Can you imagine the emotion? Monica works for a refugee resettlement agency. It's her increasingly difficult job to find housing for new arrivals. Rents have gone up tremendously. And we are asking our partners to give refugees, you know, a, a home without a job, with no credit reference, with no past history of, you know, hey, call my old landlord, that sort of thing. So it does take someone that understands and that is willing to give them a chance. And Welcome House has just been. It's beautiful, uh, It's. I don't know what we would do without it. When Monica brings refugee families to the Welcome House, they're allowed to stay for a few days, a few weeks, or even a few months, as long as it takes for them to find a more permanent place to live.
2: They're coming from a very difficult place, and to be honest, their life after Welcome House is probably gonna be pretty difficult. So we have this space, like I said earlier, to exhale. There's a living room with um, some furniture, couches. Um, There's a desk with a computer that is loaded with games to learn English. You go into the dining room, there's a large table. I knew I wanted a big table, um, not only for all the family to sit at the table, but maybe some um, new American friends to sit at the table too because refugees and internationals and asylum seekers they don't they don't need stuff you know we try to we try to fix everybody's problem with stuff but um, they need someone to step in and say let me show you where to go grocery shopping let me show you um, how to take your kids and enroll them in school why don't you come over to my house and watch a UT football game? So yeah, I feel like what we really provide as more than housing is we share the love of Jesus through hospitality and friendship.
1: Now, Cindy eats food she never knew was edible. She has friends whose last names she can barely pronounce. And she has a brand new understanding of who she was really meant to be. Fifteen years ago, when she took the lead on that Sunday School Class Missions project, she had no idea that would become this, but she's glad it did.
2: I learned a lot of things about myself, you know, being in that place where I was always only concerned about my family and my stuff and me, 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 you know. You know, it's funny when you look at my contact list in my phone and there's about half of them are not American names, you know, they're not names that are typical, but every time one of those pops up, it makes my heart very happy that they consider me a friend. How we choose to treat people who are different from us and need assistance says a lot about how we see God.
0: This is Bryant Wright. If you'd like to learn more about Welcome House Knoxville, you can visit them online at welcomehousenoxville.org. There are refugees and internationals in every community in North America, and they need food and shelter and clothing. They need help in learning English and adjusting to our culture. But more than anything, they need someone who can share Christ with them. You and your church can get hands-on experience doing just that. Sin Relief has developed a ministry center in suburban Atlanta where churches can come and learn how to do ministry with international refugees who have come to America. If you'd like to learn more about Sin Relief's Clarkston Ministry Center, or if you're looking for ideas on how you and your church can care for refugees, go to sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcast and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories, too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.